mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Kayla and Candice is still shooting and we are so excited for her and we promise you she will be back to tell you all about it. But this week we are celebrating Juneteenth and we are honored to have this episode. I have our producer, Melissa Montz, joining me. Hi, Mel. Hello. Back by popular demand. Yeah, because from my mom. Her mom is her biggest fan and all of you Mm -hmm. listeners are her biggest fan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we really wanted to have a special episode on Juneteenth. And Mel, I know you've spoken to me a lot about it off the mic. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy you're here with me today. Uh, Do you mind sharing a little bit about your perspective of it on the mic? Yeah. So um, I grew up celebrating Juneteenth. It has always been a part of just like like my church community going to church, they were usually the ones that put on the big Juneteenth celebration for the whatever neighborhood. And I've lived in several different places. So this has been all across the USA that every place that I live, they celebrated Juneteenth. And so I never learned about it in school. I, it wasn't in any book. It wasn't in any like classroom. The only place I learned about it was at these festivities that 
would happen in the community. So, you know, it usually there usually be speakers and people singing like old hymns and uh, food and barbecue. It's like kind of like what usually when you celebrate the 4th of July, the same type of thing. There are fireworks, all the same things. Um, But, you know, celebrating what Juneteenth is, which is when uh, enslaved people here in the United States were no longer enslaved. We're going to sit down with someone who we know and love um, and talk about Juneteenth. But I wanted to get your perspective on it because you had mentioned that you don't celebrate Fourth of July anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, that was quite honestly, a new perspective for me. And so I wanted to know what... I also didn't grow up learning about Juneteenth or it wasn't in the books. It wasn't in, but it also wasn't in my church community or my community at all. So I didn't learn about it until more recently. And I wanted to know why you guys don't celebrate it and what that signifies. It's me personally. I wouldn't even say it's just like my family still celebrates it. It just kind of happened a couple years ago when I was Thinking about what the 4th of July is, yes, it's America's independence, but it's also America was built on the backs of enslaved people Mm -hmm. and stolen land from the indigenous people who were killed just because simply because they were here and it wanted to be inhabited. And I just... I appreciate being an American citizen, but I just don't think that that's a day of celebration. Mm-hmm. And that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It really does. I was reading up on this episode and read that a statement that really rang true. Freedom is a collective process. Right. And that means all of us. And mm-hmm. so if we're not celebrating all of us, then why are we celebrating? Exactly. And there have been several campaigns and efforts to make Juneteenth a national holiday. And that's something we want to discuss today as well. I know the great Opal Lee, who is now 94 years old, she's an activist and lifelong Texan, has made it her life's mission to campaign to make June 19th a national holiday for years. And our guest today, Samantha Nealon, established Juneteenth as a holiday for the state of Hawaii. She realized there were four states that did not recognize Juneteenth as an official holiday, and Hawaii was one of them. And since she's from Hawaii, she made it a mission this past year to change that. So today we're going to sit down with Samantha Neeland. She successfully led the effort to establish Juneteenth as a holiday. In the wake of the George Floyd protests, Samantha felt a responsibility as the first African-American woman to represent Hawaii on the Miss Teen USA and Miss USA stages to bring anti-racism education to Hawaii. She founded Hawaii for Juneteenth as a grassroots campaign and spent a year successfully growing a coalition of community partners comprised of elected officials, civil rights activists and nonprofits, including the Anti-Defamation League, ACLU, the Democratic Party of Hawaii, the Honolulu NAACP, the African Americans on Maui Association, the University of Hawaii, as well as the majority of Maui, Hawaii, Kauai, and Honolulu County Council members. Wow. I can't believe you got all of that out. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Thanks, Mel. (laughs) Founded in June of 2020 with the goal of urging the Hawaii State Legislature to propose and pass legislation that would establish June 19th as Juneteenth in Hawaii. And it is now an official day of remembrance in the state of Hawaii. 
We are so honored and excited to sit down with Samantha and have this conversation. Mel, I know she's a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving us such a wonderful guest. She is phenomenal. And I am honored that she's a friend of mine. And I'm happy to introduce her to the listeners of the show. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Samantha Neeland. And we are here with Samantha Neeland. Samantha, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so in order for our listeners to get the full picture, we really want to start at the very beginning. Uh, can you talk to us about what your childhood was like and when you first learned about Juneteenth? Yeah, well, I have to be honest, I did not learn about Juneteenth during my childhood. I grew up in a military family, um, so I was born in Georgia, and we moved around the South for a little bit, and then we went to Spain, Japan, and Hawaii. And I think I was like 22, 23, I'm going to say maybe 22 when I learned about Juneteenth, and it was because I watched an episode of Blackish. And they talked all about Juneteenth and they did a whole musical number. It was amazing. I know that episode. It's fantastic for anyone listening. If you haven't seen this, you definitely need to go on to Blackish and watch their Juneteenth episode. It's titled Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the best. I think I've watched it three times now because (laughs) I'm like, I talk about Juneteenth all the time (laughs) and it's just a fun way to learn and be entertained. It's just the best. Can I just add in a side note here that, uh, Samantha also on Mixed Dish played 20-year-old Rainbow. Oh, wow. I did. Oh, that's fun. So you're, you know, you're part of the whole family. Yeah, you know, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. I love it. So for those of us listening, so for our listeners, we have a lot of younger listeners on the podcast um, who might need to be reminded of what Juneteenth is. And let's be honest, a lot of Americans don't know what Juneteenth is. So can you give us a little bit of the history and the meaning? Absolutely. So Juneteenth is a combination of the words June and 19th. And it essentially is the day that commemorates the official end of slavery in the U.S. So the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, but it wasn't until two and a half years later that the final enslaved Americans who were living in Galveston, Texas, were freed. And that was on June 19th in 1865. It just became an annual celebration where on June 19th, the African-American community would celebrate their freedom and celebrate how far our country has come in terms of equality and and ending the racial disparity that, you know, we've seen for so long. And clearly we have a long way to go, but it is a good day to, again, celebrate that progress, but also acknowledge our history. You campaigned to make Juneteenth a holiday, which is a fantastic idea. It seems like it would be very hard to make that idea come to fruition. So can you talk to us about this? It has not been an easy ride for you. And can you take us through the process of it and where we stand now waiting on the governor's signature? Absolutely. Buckle up, guys. (laughs) This is a long one. (laughs) So when I was, um, I think it started in June last year. So in 2020, I was actually going to do an Instagram live on Juneteenth talking about the day and what it means, all this stuff. And in preparation for that, I did some research because obviously I wanted to make sure that I was saying the correct information and I wasn't going to look 
dumb on the internet. One blackish episode isn't enough. It's not enough. <laughs> it's a great start. It's not enough. Um, so I actually listened to this podcast. And on this podcast episode, they were talking about Juneteenth. And they mentioned that it was a holiday in 46 states, but Hawaii was not one of them. And I honestly felt like it was a personal attack. Like this podcast host was calling me out for representing one of only four states that didn't recognize Juneteenth. And I was like, no, no, we're better than this. That's not, Hawaii is known for a lot of things. This can't be one of them. And so I had no idea what I was doing. I knew I wanted to change that, but I didn't know what that meant or what that looked like. Um, and it just went back to, again, research. Anytime I don't know something, I have no shame in saying, I don't know, and then taking the time to figure it out. Mm. So once I did that, um, I worked with my boyfriend who actually was a former lobbyist. So luckily, he had a lot of knowledge about just how the legislative process works. And together, we formed a strategy and decided, okay, this is how we're going to do this. He really helped me take the idea that I had and like actually put it into action. And so you guys then formulated, wait, okay, wait, I want to make sure we get this right. So you um, started just simply reaching out to local elected officials, right? And you passed a resolution that recognized Juneteenth in the city and the county. And you knew this would help encourage other counties to follow suit. And then that's just a small, that's, that's a triumph, but it's also just a small step, right? So then you get media attention, and then ACLU becomes a part of this anti anti defamation league. All these wonderful people are now backed behind you. And then, with the help of partners and coalitions, you passed. Is it SB nine three nine? Yes. So SB nine three nine is the Senate bill. We actually had a Senate bill and a House bill introduced, um, but our House bill died relatively early in the process just due to lack of scheduling by one committee in the Hawaii House of Representatives. So that's why it's so incredibly hard to get a bill passed, and especially in Hawaii, because there's all these deadlines. And if you are not paying attention for 24 hours, you miss a deadline and your bill dies, which is what happened to our House bill. So fortunately, because we were smart enough in the beginning to say, you know what, we're going to introduce, introduce a bill on both sides we still had that Senate bill. And so then with the Senate bill, every single time there was a committee we needed to pass through or a hearing that was coming up, I called everyone. I called absolutely everyone. And I had everyone following along on social media, call everyone and pressure them and say, you know, we care about this. You have to vote. Yes. You have to schedule this for a hearing because it's so easy for something to get overlooked and then forgotten about. Only about 8% of bills in Hawaii actually get passed. And this got passed on its first year, which is just even more insane and like never happens. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. 
with so many sample packs, new products. It's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code challenged right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code challenged. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. Now, can I ask, because I'm so unfamiliar with this, but when your Senate bill was passed, it did say that this shall take effect on 2050. Right? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And so that's got to be incredibly frustrating to go through all of that work to finally have a Senate bill passed and then to have them say that it's not going to be in effect until. So then what did you do? You you essentially fought them back on that, correct? Yeah, I fought many times along the way. I don't know how many friends I necessarily have at the state legislature at this point. Um because, and that's another thing where if you're not paying attention, we wouldn't have known because mm. they don't say it. But I went back and looked at the bill celebrating like, oh my God, we passed it. And then I saw at the very bottom in tiny letters, this will take effect in 2050. So essentially they passed the bill. It would um, be passed and go into law, but the law wouldn't start until 30 years from now. And do you know why they would do something like that? What, what would be the benefit for them? Why would they want that? I mean, honestly, I think it's just quiet racism. Mm. It's it's somebody knowing that they can't publicly be against it because they would be shamed and people would have an issue with it. But they did have a problem with the bill. They didn't want to pass the bill. So that was their way of kind of getting what they want. If it has that long of a time period, is there a way for them to like take it back at some point? Yeah, so essentially... Oh, you mean if it was passed and we didn't notice? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't totally know. I don't think I asked that question because I just was like, I don't accept this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think technically, yeah, they probably could have later passed another bill, gone through the whole process again to say this is going to take effect now. And for those listening who don't know, now the bill says this act shall take effect upon approval. Which so you did get it changed. That's a huge feat. And so now keep us up to date on where we are exactly. I think we're waiting on a governor's signature to have it completely passed. Is that correct? Yes. So the governor will sign on Wednesday, June 16th, (gasps) and it will officially be a law. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. That is fantastic. Then you can truly celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. What does that feel like to have accomplished something so huge, so monumental at such a young age? I don't know. Honestly, it just feels like because we've been doing this for a year. I've been doing it for a year. So much of the work I did at my kitchen table in sweatpants. I mean, I just wanted to make a change and had no idea what I was doing or how it would happen. But I learned along the way. I mean, I had zero knowledge of the legislative process beyond those, um, you know, those educational videos we all watched in middle school where the bill is like dancing on Capitol Hill. Hill. That was (laughs) my extent. (laughs) 
but we've come a long way and history has been made and it's really exciting. So, I mean, I, I just like to share this story because I think sometimes people feel like they can't do something that big or that has a big effect because, oh, who am I to do that? Or I don't have any experience. I had no experience. I knew nothing. And yet here we are. It happened. I firmly believe the reason you got this done is because you just didn't take no for an answer. And you felt so passionately that this was the right thing to do. And obviously it is the right thing to do. And I can't even imagine that feeling after having it passed and then having it say 2050 and then still having to continue. I mean, it's been such a climb for you. Uh, But I want to go back to what you said in the beginning about Hawaii and how you guys are known for so many other great things. And that really is true. I was reading up on um, Hawaii and its proud history. They are on you guys are on the forefront of racial and social justice. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? You guys have what you have written in your early law. I think it says. As, um, as early as 1852, the Kingdom of Hawaii wrote into law and it says, quote, slavery shall under no circumstances whatsoever be tolerated in the Hawaiian Islands, which is fantastic. That's how many years? 11 years before the Emancipation Proclamation. 11 years. And that's incredible. And I didn't even know that until I started this effort. And so anytime I would speak at a hearing, I would even mention that. Because I think that education is so important and it was such a huge motivator for me throughout this entire effort because I graduated from Hawaii Public High School. I didn't learn that Hawaii outlawed slavery before everyone else. I didn't learn about Juneteenth. And I think you can't expect this younger generation that's coming up to change all of the systemic racism problems that we're seeing today, if you don't give them information to understand what that even means, you can't expect somebody to change something that they don't understand. It's just plain and simple. And so anytime I would speak at a hearing, I would say, you know, I didn't learn this. Why are we not teaching people this? This is something that we should be proud of. We have to teach people history if we want them to change the future. Since Hawaii has been like on the forefront was it surprising to you that you had some pushback yes and no um african americans only actually make up about three percent of the population in hawaii so most of the resistance we got other than the quiet resistance um when somebody would actually say something it was racism doesn't exist in hawaii we don't need this that's what most people would feel and that is what they would think. But I mean, there's people on the mainland who think racism doesn't exist. So I kind of just would skirt past those comments because if you choose to close your eyes to the reality of the world, I can't really help you. Yeah, That's surprising to me just because not even racism doesn't exist, quote unquote, but this isn't about racism. It's about a celebration. So that's just interesting that that was an argument from people. Yeah, I think even it was only I don't know exactly what year it was but it was relatively recently that MLK Day became a payday off work for state employees in Hawaii and even that people were like why do we need this because it's Martin Luther King what are you talking about (laughs) so can I ask you what you think it would take to make sure that our future is adequately taught what's happened so that they can continue to change our world in the right way? It'll take a lot. It really will. 
But one of the things with our Maui resolution that we passed, one of the best parts of passing that resolution was the Maui County Council sent a copy of the resolution to the superintendent of schools in Maui because I talked about how important the education was. And they said, okay, well, great. Let's make sure the schools get a copy and the schools know that this is something that we're recognizing. We find it of great educational value and so that they can start to implement it into the curriculum. That's great. We've seen so many activists, young activists like yourself, speak about Juneteenth and it's really inspiring. And what I love so much is when you talk about it, you speak about it like it's a unifier. And um, in the wake of the BLM movement, I mean, this has been an unprecedented year after much needed change in our country's leadership and last year's protests surrounding George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, just to name a few. So many people finally recognized and learned about Juneteenth. How does it feel that America took so long to catch up and is still catching up? I mean, I can't say too much about that in a negative way because I had no idea. And I think that's why I talk about the education so much. Like nobody told me, how was I going to know? I mean, you don't just start looking up information that you don't know because it's like, you don't know what you don't know. To quote Melissa, Melissa said that to me once and I said, well, yeah, that's very fair. Uh, So you feel like you're catching up too. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. The amount of information I learned in 2020 probably surpasses everything I learned like five years prior combined because so much was coming at me really presenting itself as this is something that's important that you have no idea about. Mm -hmm. And I took that time to learn. I think there was definitely a lot that I still wasn't even aware of. And I think some of that comes from uh, spending so much time outside of America when I was growing up that I wasn't necessarily aware of everything happening on the mainland. And then living in Hawaii is, yes, America, but it is so isolated that we don't always have the same, the same things. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like I moved to LA when I was 18. And at that point, it was like I was experiencing America for the first time. So sometimes I just think that I don't necessarily have as much experience being a Black person in America because for so long, for such a long portion of my life, I really wasn't. Do you guys celebrate 4th of July, you and your family? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, growing up in a military family, you really take pride in the country. And I have never felt like our country was perfect, but I do really love this country. I love that we can acknowledge when we're wrong. Maybe not all of us, but (laughs) we can acknowledge that we're not perfect and we do have the opportunity to change things and to grow for the better. You were Miss Hawaii. Um, Did that help with the cause that you were pushing for? Definitely. I mean, anytime you pick up the phone and say, this is Miss Hawaii, people pay a little more attention. Um, So I learned that halfway through because people were not calling me back. And finally, I started milking that a little bit more. Do you just pick up your phone every time someone calls you and say, this is Miss Hawaii? (laughs) Not if they're calling me, but if I was calling like an organization to try to get them to sign on. um, Yeah, I would start to do that because I would always start with an email because that's how I could attach, you know, our documents and, and our information. But I would 
follow up relatively quickly with a phone call because it would just capture a little more attention. I feel like it's really hard to determine these historical moments while we're in them. So meaning this entire unprecedented year, meaning what you have just accomplished. I really just want to know what what you think after all of these movements, what, what it will mean to you and what um, looking back you this moment will mean to you passing this bill. I mean, I, I feel like there's such this year has been hard for a lot of people, but you have accomplished so much in it. So what what do you think that will mean to you looking back when you're, you know, 60, 70, 80? Wow, I think at that point, it really will just be the start of something. I mean, I really feel like I'm just this little seedling that just sprouted. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just the beginning. I've grown so much just from that process. Because anytime you push yourself and, and decide to do something that you've never done before and is a huge challenge, you're going to grow from it. And I think now, you know, having done this, yeah, it was a gift to the community. But I think my gift to the community moving forward is inspiring other people that they can do the same. Because again, I really had no idea how it was going to happen. But it was a marathon. And every time I fell down, I got back up. And I really believe that this year has shown a lot of people that their voices matter. Their voices are powerful and their voices can spark a movement. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back. I feel like we have a lot of younger listeners that email and DM and text us all the time about not really knowing what they want to do with their life. And we have conversations like this all the time, how you don't have to know yet, just try to have a voice and try to have a perspective on something. Is there advice that you can give them? Because again, you have accomplished so much already. And I feel like your mindset and take on this can really help a lot of them. I think a lot of it starts with values. That really was a game changer for me when I was able to identify 
exactly what I value, what that means and what it looks like when I'm honoring those values. And Brene Brown has a really great exercise on this. Um, She talks about it in her book, Dare to Lead. But you can honestly just Google Brene Brown list of values. It'll pull up this PDF and it's just a list of words that are common values people have. And it's a great place to start. It might, you know, you might value something that's not on the list, but it's a really great place to start. And you kind of just go through the list, pick out words that stick out to you, and then eventually narrow them down. And really take the time to ask yourself, am I honoring these values every single day? What does that mean? How does it make me feel when I honor them? Um, To me, one of my, I have two, and one of them is making a difference. It just means so much to me. So, you know, doing this entire Hawaii for Juneteenth effort, I didn't make any money. It was not a paid thing. It was a year of my life and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was incredible because every single day I was doing something that I valued, that mattered to me. And I was just so happy for doing it, even when we got knocked down or, you know, had these hurdles and it was difficult. I just, I cared so much and I was so happy to have that as, you know, something major in my life. Mm -hmm. How are you going to celebrate Juneteenth this year? Gosh, well, this Juneteenth, I have about four speaking engagements (laughs) on the day. So I think my last one is at six or seven. After that, I'm probably going to fall over. Oh, you're going to pop a bottle of champagne first and then fall over, right? Who knows if we'll get that far. Um, But honestly, I'll probably celebrate early because the governor's going to sign on the 16th. So I'll probably celebrate in those three days leading up to it because actual Juneteenth will be a long day. And but I'm excited because I think it's a day to kind of give back to people that inspiration of like, you can do this. This Mm. happened. We're here. We're celebrating. We did it take it one step further. What do you want to do next? Right. So what What do do you you want to do next? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's actually um, the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation, and they are working on making Juneteenth a federal holiday. Mm -hmm. So they have legislation that was introduced um, on the DC level. And I have to, um, to talk with them more. We have a call kind of scheduled for later, but they you know, just want more help to like take it to that next level. So I think sometimes projects just find you. The Juneteenth project really found me. I had no idea I was going to start this. I didn't, I wasn't like looking for a law that I could make. Mm -hmm. It kind of found me. And so this next one found me. So I'm really excited to work with them and hopefully we'll have a federal holiday. (laughs) For people listening that want to join you and help you and feel really inspired to do this. I know they can go to hawaiiforjuneteenth.com, but what else can they do maybe on a, on a smaller scale in their own community and also in a larger scale? Well, on a larger scale, um, definitely follow our Instagram. It's the same thing, Hawaii for Juneteenth, because we're going to start putting out like action steps for the federal law that they want to get passed. So we'll, put out some pretty easy manageable action steps that people can do that make a big difference in the long run. You know, calling a senator or a representative, it's so easy, but it really does make such a big difference because they say a phone call represents the opinion of 50 people. If you really take the time to just pick up the phone, 
it's super low pressure because there's literally a person whose job it is to answer the phone. They say, hi, what's your message? They write it down. They say, thank you and hang up. That's it. It is so easy, but people kind of get scared. Right. But no, like anytime you see something where people go, call your representative, just do it. It's literally easier than ordering pizza. (laughs) It's easier than ordering pizza and it can make just the biggest difference. What do you have to say like to people that are living like in a state where it's represented by their values already? Do you think it's still useful to call your representatives? I would say so. I mean, Hawaii is a very heavily uh, democratic state and yet they couldn't even recognize Juneteenth. Like it took forever to get this. And so sometimes people just, they look past things. There's these representatives and these senators have so much on their plate that unless you're constantly bringing their attention to something, they're not focusing on it. So even if you are, you know, in a, in a very blue state, that's doing a lot of work towards equality and whatever, if something specific is important to you, go for it, pick up the phone. And that's not to say that, you know, only blue states are, are doing this, but yeah, even if your, your state, your representatives believe similar things to what you believe, you should still make your voice heard. Well, you have done that and so much more. <laughs> it's so obvious. I, I really, um, it's hard to find words because it's really wonderful to find someone who is changing the world at such a young age. And not only just, I mean, you stand by your words, your actions are showing us that you are really (laughs) changing our world. So, I mean, I know all of us at Directionally Challenged really want to thank you for that. And I know our listeners do too, um, because it sounds so cheesy, but it's really true. Uh, So thank you. And one little fun pageant question, because we can't get away with not asking you a pageant question. I know our listeners would just be so up in arms. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be a pageant queen? Because I have to tell you, I love the movie Miss Congeniality. And that is my sole basis of what this experience is like. That honestly was my first pageant experience also. It's a <laughs> wonderful movie. Um, and I have to say, I was sorely dis- disappointed when I won Miss Hawaii and nobody started calling me Five O. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Hello. Um, but it's really so great. I love the pageant world because it pushes you to just be the best version of yourself. I always say the crown doesn't change who you are but it will elevate who you are. So if you're somebody who's already active in the community and then you become a title holder, you're just more active in the community. You care even more. So when I started this effort, I was Miss Hawaii USA, the first black woman to win the title. And I probably would have done something for the community either way, because that just is what I love to do. But because I was the title holder, yeah, I went... I went big. It was mm-hmm. go big or go home. And I went really big. So I just think that I just think pageantry is great. I really do because it it pushes you to reach all of your goals and to figure out who you are. And when you're young and, and know exactly who you are, I mean, your opportunities are just endless because you know what you want and you're more focused and you have that direction. So are you currently still Miss Hawaii? right now no not right now now i'm a former husband i'm old dusty no no i was only asking because i'm i'm realizing it it has been 
COVID. So did they, were you, did you transfer the the crown or did they have a virtual competition or how, what was that like? It was a, it was half virtual, um, the Hawaii pageant. They did a really good job, actually. Everybody was tested multiple times. The girls showed up individually to kind of record their performance. And then it was all edited together for the show and the judges judged as if they were watching live. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you did give it up. Well, I'm sure you looked beautiful in it and I'm really excited for all you're going to do. So are you going to run for office? I keep getting that question. And honestly, I think I'm definitely open to it. But right now, I, I don't think I'm a career politician. I think I'm just somebody who loves working in the community, being a part of the community and Maybe as a second career, yeah, I definitely would consider it. But I think when activists meet politicians is when magic happens. And I think that's why I was able to accomplish so much this past year is because I was part activist, part politician. Mm. And I really blended the two together and pulled the two groups together and made change happen. So I'm sure I will do that again. But I kind of like being somebody who can bounce between the two. And when you're a politician, you can't be 100% activist. That just doesn't work. We'll remind you of that in 20 years when you're running for president. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us and all that you're doing for our community and for everyone out there. And we're just really grateful to have you on. Um, I know our listeners will want to find you on social. So where can they find you? I am at Samantha Neeland on everything. Easy. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) And then you also have like an Instagram for Juneteenth as well, right? Yeah, that's Hawaii for Juneteenth on Instagram. And um, Hawaii for Juneteenth.com. Yes. All right. You guys heard it here first. Well, thank you, Samantha. We're so grateful. Thank you. So Kayla, when did you actually, you asked me when I learned about Juneteenth, when did you learn about it? It was just before, I mean, really with the BLM movement. So about Mm -hmm. a year ago is when I first started to hear the term and was honestly embarrassed by the fact that that was the first time I'd known about this and couldn't understand why it's not in our textbooks growing Mm -hmm. up. And it's the first time I realized that so much of our quote unquote history is incorrect. I don't know if I want to say incorrect, but skewed a certain way. Yeah, it's through the lens of the people that were writing the history. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, it's opened my eyes to a lot of different things, as last year did for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I mean, even I had a friend, um, a white friend asked me a couple of years ago. She was like, I just found out about Juneteenth. Um, what are you going to do to celebrate? And it just took me off guard because I wasn't expecting her to say it. And it's kind of something that I've never discussed with my friends that weren't black. And I think, you know, going forward, it's not, I won't say it's like not on me to educate others about it, but like Samantha said, when she was quoting me, (laughs) you don't know what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't know about it, then or and they're open to learn or ask questions then you know i'm here to answer questions um and have like a discussion you know yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well i'm glad because as your friend now i feel like i can have a discussion and i know who i can turn to to have that discussion 
Um, I, and I completely understand why you didn't feel like you wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. because it's not your job to yeah. educate people. It's also really difficult because it's our ed- it's our educational system's right. job. And clearly they failed. They failed on so many things. And it's hard to take in. Yeah. But important to do that. It's very important. And because if we don't, then, you know, history gets skewed as it already has been. And then, you know, you can't pass things on if they aren't taught to begin with. So um, now we're recording this the week before Juneteenth and this episode is coming out the week of Juneteenth. Right. Have you thought about, you know, maybe celebrating this year in some way? Well, I was going to ask you, can I come over? (laughs) (laughs) Joking. (laughs) I mean, honestly, do you want to come over here? (laughs) Just because it was like the pandemic, I haven't thought about it. Right. Like as far as like going anywhere or doing anything. And I, of course, didn't do anything last year, even though last year was like, I feel like as a nation, a lot more people realize what Juneteenth is. Right. And um, I think next year probably will be like a huge celebration across, you know, because we'll be further out of this pandemic than we're still very much in one right now. Right. Um, And then next year, I feel like more people will be more apt to celebrate. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to research and find out if there are any virtual celebrations. Yeah, I 100% know that there are a lot of celebrations going on, not just virtually, but in person too. Um, I just don't feel comfortable doing anything in person yet. But um, but yeah, I think uh, even if you don't want to go to a picnic or go to a cookout or go to the park where there's a DJ and there's still a lot of people I think maybe just taking maybe an hour and just reading more information about what Juneteenth is for you or listeners no absolutely that's Mm -hmm. fantastic and um that's something I want to do more of even after doing this episode it's I feel like I've just started, turned the first page mm-hmm. of a whole novel and chapters and chapters that I have yet to discover. So it's going to be a journey for sure. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, next year we're when we're doing this podcast, we can have yet another discussion that goes even deeper mm-hmm. and on another level. And that's our goal is to continually learn and grow. And, and maybe we can even all go to a celebration together and then yes, come back could- and share. That would be incredible. That would be amazing. Um, Well, for our listeners, if you guys like us want to continue to educate yourselves on Juneteenth, I did find a podcast that I started to listen to. The University of Indianapolis uh, has a podcast series called Juneteenth Conversations. And each episode is a separate uh, episode, so you don't need to start them in order. And it truly is very educational. And that's something you can put on in your car while you're driving, while you're cooking. You can just start to kind of incorporate that into your life. We also have a link um, that we're going to put in our show notes. You can read Howard Zinn's acclaimed book, Voices of a People's History of the United States. And you can also read What to the Slave is the 4th of July. And I brought this clip to Mel and said, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe it. This is truly incredible. And she looked at me and went like, yeah, I've I've seen that. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's my great. <laughs> All good. That's great. I, I mean, James Earl Jones, you know, I feel like he's the voice inside most of our heads. But so it's hearing so him true. read it, there's also... And I'll try to find it too, but a few years ago, um, some of Frederick Douglass's like great, 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 great 
grandchildren read it too. Oh, wow. And so there, there's clips of them, like his um, descendants of them reading it. I'll see if I can find it as well. And I think they're both incredible to watch. Also, you know, I <laughs> I feel like Samantha mentioned that Blackish episode on ABC and mm-hmm. it is fantastic. So highly recommend that. There's also another Juneteenth episode um, of a show called Atlanta on FX oh, yeah. and they do a really good job as well. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot it's a about really, that episode. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much out there. So we want to talk about how we can continue to make this part of our journey. And yeah, I just think it's really important to continue to educate ourselves. You guys, if you want to go read Samantha's letter to the state, you can find it on her website, hawaiiforjuneteenth.com, along with all the information you need to join her cause. And just as a reminder, the Instagram and Facebook for her organization is Hawaii for Juneteenth. I highly recommend going there and looking it all up. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I think if you haven't been educated about Juneteenth before, you've already taken the first step by listening to this podcast. So this is just, you know, the first entry level and go out and continue your education and spread the word. That's what I was just going to say, Mel. Like, it's important to have these conversations because Mm -hmm. sometimes people feel uncomfortable having them and they just avoid it completely. And that almost seems like the quote unquote easier option, but it's really important to just continue to spread the word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had an episode previously where we discuss being comfortable. Like, what was it? Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So just do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) I love it. We hope you guys liked this episode as much as we liked making it. It was... um, a really real honor. Thanks, Mel, for joining us and sharing all this and going through this with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And we appreciate you guys listening. We have another great episode coming up for you next week. Until then, take care. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer, Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.